Um, okay, so there's Daf. We learn at Daf Aleph. We begin new Masechta Bikurim. So the Mitzvah Bikurim, as you know, is to when it takes the first of his fruits, the first of the fruits of specifically from the Shivata Minim. They bring it to your shalim. We'll learn about the whole procession, everything over the third parak. And then when they're there, they do what's called the Mikra Bikurim as well. Mikra Bikurim is where they recite the parsha of Arami Ovedavi, much like we say on Pesach, but an extra pasuk after that as well. So what the Mishnah begins by saying is that we have certain situations, Yeshmevim Bikurim Bikurim. There are certain cases where one does the full mitzvah. They both bring it and do the Mikra Bikurim. Yes, there's also Mevin Velokurim. Sometimes you can bring it, but you can't do the um, the Mikra Bikurim. And sometimes you have a situation, despite the fact you might have first fruits, you cannot bring Bikurim from that at all. Let's have a look at the cases. The Mishnah starts with the last one. So let's say I have a plant your own tree, and you propagate it. So you take a branch, sink it in the ground, you bring it out into your friend's field. Okay, we'll explain in the Gemara exactly why that is. Actually, the Mishnah sort of does, but we'll see get to that. Or it was Batoch Sharabim, or you propagate into the public domain. In the Sabbatim, by the way, you don't have permission to do either of these things. Okay? You take from your friend's vine and bring it into yours. Or Mitoch Sharabim, or from the public domain and bring it into your domain. Or similarly, or you actually have your own vine. You take a branch from it and take it into your own field next to it. However, it goes underneath the Dere, but so you go underneath the a someone else's private pathway we'll explain how that works in a minute or also or you might be going in the public domain so you've got two properties on either side of the, like a road and you take a branch and propagate that all the way under the road and bring it out to the other side of your own field that would also be hareza inamavi you wouldn't be able to do so you wouldn't be able to bring bikurim okay an example for that would be um if like how can there some someone else's path going in between your two fields it's very simple it might just be a private pathway as an access to somebody else's field that's deeper inside, and they own that pathway, and you're now taking, trying to take propagate a vine, say from your field underneath that pathway that doesn't belong to you, and take it out in somebody else's field. Sorry, and your, your other field. So Chachamim say in all the situations you can't do that. Now Rabbi Huda says in the last case Kazemavi, meaning in the case we are taking under a road, either a public or private one, as we'll see how Yerushalmi explains it, then you would be able to move Bikurim. Exactly. But by the way, Mevi sounds like you bring it, but you don't do Mikra Bikurim. Now the question is, why in all these cases do you, not, you cannot bring Bikurim? Mishum as it says, It sounds like, that because the Torah says, it's the first the fruit of your land you're meant to bring it, that it sounds like the issue is an uh, issue of ownership. That's not exactly accurate. But, what sounds, but at this stage, it sounds like that it's an issue of ownership, meaning because in all these situations, you've propagated your vine into somebody else's property, or you've gone underneath somebody else's property, so some of the sustenance is being drawn out from somebody else's property, it's not coming from your full, it's not full yours. And therefore, you wouldn't be able to bring Bikurim. Okay? We're going to qualify that very soon. Let's continue. Yesh mevim Bikurim Bikurim. So hanotea patoch shelo vevrich patoch shel yachid, ola toch shel rabim. Then we say, afilu minazkeinu enemavi. So the first, what the, what the Gemara is first teaching us is one of the cases was I take a branch from my vine and I propagate into my friend's field. It says you can't bring bring Bikurim. Now, the assumption you might think is you're talking about that propagated vine, that, that child vine you can't bring from because it's not in your field. What the Gemara is teaching us now is even from the parent vine itself, you can't. Why? Because the parent vine is drawing sustenance also from the, the sunken vine, the child in the other field. So some of the sustenance is being drawn from a field that's not yours. 
And that's an important din. In other words, that's the chiddush, that it ruins it for the parent vine as well, even though initially that was completely planted in your own property. Similarly, if you take from your friend's field and propagate yours, even from the yalda you wouldn't be able to bring, meaning despite the fact the propagated vine is fully in your field, you wouldn't be able to bring it because it's drawing sustenance from your friend's field, from the skena. So that's why the Gemara says, So we see that once you've got a case of propagation, so again, parent-child relationship, they end up both drawing sustenance from one another's roots that have taken root um, in this propagation method. Okay, uh, let's continue. So Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Kulon Mishum Torah Tagazan Yardub. Okay, so what, the, what, what um, Rabbi Yochanan is saying, the issue here is not necessarily one of ownership. It's an issue of one being a gazlan. So let me explain this. You have to read Chaim because it's important. In other words, Mishum Diyanke Michel Chavero Begezel, meaning the case where I'll propagate into the friend's, vi- uh, friend's property or vice versa, the issue is one of theft, not one of ownership. Because in other words, Avalim Natan Lo Chavero if a friend let you propagate into his field, then we say, Mavi, you could even bring it. As we'll see, Kinemasayan and Brie, and also do Mikrabikrim. We'll get to see that in a moment. Despite the fact that if you planted a tree in your friend's field, that's with um, permission, then you wouldn't be able to do bring Bikurim. So you see the issue of ownership is important. It has to be Admatcha. If you just if you just own the tree, not the land, you wouldn't be able to bring Enomavi. That's because Later on, we say that if you have, if you just own a tree and that's planted in your friend's field, and you don't, you didn't purchase the land underneath that tree, you wouldn't be able to bring bikurim from that tree because you don't own the land that was there. So it's not a, even if you had, clearly you had permission because you bought the tree. Nonetheless, this is different. Here, the ikarnatia, meaning the parent tree, is basically planted in your property. And the the inikia that's being drawn from the propagation is very is minimal, okay? Because she brushut ain't and therefore if, if if it's done with permission, meaning I propagated to the friend's field, okay, and the parent vine is only getting a minuscule amount of sustenance from that child vine in my friend's field, and I did so with permission, since it's minuscule, it doesn't really matter. It's not an issue of not being admatcha. Okay, so that's very important. So there are two issues at play, and this is going to become clearer as we go along, specifically actually as we get to the end of the daf. One is one of gezel. Once you're stealing, it ruins it for you. The other thing is has to be admat your land. Now we find here that if that, despite the fact that it might not be one hundred percent your land, as long as it's gezel, it's fine. It's only the issue is when it's not your land. Is for example, as we said, you buy a tree in your friend's property, but you didn't buy the land underneath it as well. That because there's no land, there's no ikar is not your land, then you've got issue of anmatra. However, if it's just the issue of yanika, that's not really a problem. Okay, as we'll uh, we'll see. However, Amra Biosi, Matnita Amra Ken, Misha seems to suggest this. Why? This is where Reb Chaim explains it. It says, My time, because it says, Now, again, you have to be careful here because that sounds like it's issue of land. What do you mean the Mishnah suggests it? So, again, Reb Chaim says, The land, it has to be your land and not one of theft. If you purchase just a tr- one tree in your friend's field, there is an issue of land there. Like we've just stated, 
should have, and you did so with permission. Here, when talking about all the gidulim has to come from your land, that that also excludes a case of gezel, where it is, um, where as we've just explained, where it's only issue of yanika being minuscule. If that's gezel, that will ruin it for you. That's how I understand it. Actually, very interesting here. The Ridbaz actually says, and this is kind of fits better with the continuation. The Rabbi disagrees. He says, no, the issue has got to do with being amatcha, permission, no permission, it doesn't make a difference. If it's not your land, it's not your land. Okay? And that's that's the issue of playing the mission. That's why he forgot to explain it. And that's why it kind of works with the next piece. So, Tani, im evrich bereshut, mevikurim. We said, if you did havrach bereshut, you can bring bikurim, and you can bring, and also do mikra bikurim. Okay? Now, what type of mission do you need? So, Rabbi Yossi says, b'shem Rabbi Imi, v'hushnatando reshut le'olam. That's only provided you got permission forever. Now, what does it mean permission forever? That means if the propagation, for example, dies, you have a right to redo it again. Okay? In other words, that's perpetual permission to use that area. Okay? That's when we say that the Rashut allows you to move your Okay? In other words, if it's temporary, not. Why? Because Reb Chaim explains, Despite the fact it's not theft, it's not his land. Okay? So that seems to fit in with Rubiosi that says it must be your land, even if, a minis- even if it's a, um, like a small amount of um, nutrients. Yes. So Gesha'a means for a season? Um, I think it just means while the tree's alive. It doesn't have to be a season. Like it could grow, but if the tree eventually dies, then that's it, game over. It could be mountain. Mm-hmm. It, could, it sounds like it could be many years even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, for example, that tree dies, no, you're not allowed to have you anymore. Okay. Um, however, Rebiona says, no, a even if it's temporary, that would be fine. I Meaning it sounds like as long as it doesn't have to be a perpetual sort of rishuk to use it. Okay, let's continue. So, Chayla de Rebiona, the proof of Rebiona who says it doesn't have to be permanent, is Minhada from this case. And this is a Mishnah. So if someone is digging in his field, okay, and important to understand prior to this is that if you're allowed to plant a tree on the border of your friend's field, right, a border of your field, I should say, right, and that tree, it's growing in your field, and you're allowed to bring Bikurim from it, despite the fact that the roots may have gone under, you know, under your friend's property. It's not a problem. And that's almost like the way uh, Reb Chaim quotes it's like, that's the Tanai, Amanakem Yoshua Inchil Etaretz, right? Inchil Yoshua Etaretz. That was the uh, the way Yoshua portioned up the land that we gave him in Yerusha was on the condition that we're not makpid on the roots of my neighbor coming into my field. Okay. However, it says, if you're digging a hole, right? If you dig it, and the roots of your neighbors is coming into your field, you're allowed to cut them. There's no problem with that. Okay, it says, and you can, these are all different types of water sources. You can dig down. You don't have to worry about the friend's roots coming in from next door. Now, the Gemara, the Gemara says, for one second, that seems to imply the that implies the roots under the ground is what seems to be a temporary issue. Meaning, if I have the right to cut these roots out of the way, in my field, that means my neighbor's right to use for his roots to come into my field is uh, not a, p- a perpetual issue. Because if it was, I wouldn't be able to touch them, would I? 
Now, the fact that I can cut these roots means it's like a temporary reshut. It's like an array reshut. That's the way the Gemara explains. But nonetheless, what do we say? That that neighbor can still be in Bikurim from that tree, despite the fact the roots are coming into my field. You hear the point? In other words, that seems to suggest, like Rebuana, that even if it's a lasha'a, a temporary reshut, in this case of propagation, it doesn't affect, I, I can still be in Bikurim. So the Gemara says, so Ma'abedle Rabiosi, what does Rabiosi say? No, the Gemara actually changes this to make it a bit more readable. It's in other words, Darkam Lahachlif, forget to take out the word Olam, the Kaven Shadagam Lahachlif Lolamhen, meaning roots, the nature of roots is if you cut them, they're just going to, you know, reroute and move out in a different direction. So the fact that I can cut these roots doesn't mean it's a temporary shoot, because it's it's almost a Rashut Lolam, because what's going to happen, those roots are going to reroute and keep going in that field, it, around the pit, around the system, will go in a different direction. Okay, so that's like having a Rashut Lolam. It's not like having a temporary shoot. A temporary shoot means once I've cut it, that's it, game over, you can't, you, you can't, uh, you can't come into my field. No, the dark kind of Rashashim is to sort of reroute and, and, and move about, and therefore it is like having a Rashut Lolam. Okay, Zamravana Milta Rabiok and a Messiah So Milted Rabbi Yochanan, what we see here, seems to assist the shita of, of, of Abba, who's Abba, that's room for Rabbi Yochanah. So all the cases in the mission got to do with because of uh, case of Gzela. Since it's got Rishut, he is able to la even if it's only for a short, temporary, if you like. So for one use, then Einze Gazlan is not a Gazlan. So once again, the critical piece is whether it's a Gazlan or not, not whether it's considered Mamashi's land. Okay, fine. Let's continue. Reb Zirka, next week. Reb Zirka, by Kamei Reb Zira. Matnitin to Rebbe. This Mishnah seems like Shidat Rebbe. Why? Again, we're talking, what we said in our Mishnah is if you have a tree and you propagate it to one's well, friend's field, it ruins it for both. Meaning you can't bring Bikram even from the parent tree if you did so with, without Rashut, right? The, the, the Gazlan. And that seems to be like Shidat Rebbe. Now, this brings us to Machlok we saw in Masech Orla. If you remember, we saw a machlok about a tree that was planted on the border of Eretz Israel with roots going on Eretz Israel and Chutz Laaretz. Shittat Rebbe says that which grows, we don't split the tree in half and say the inside half is Chayv and Shumas and Masrot and the outside half is uh, Pato. We say that the Shorash and the, the, the nutrients, if you like, is being is drawn from both sides and impacts the entire tree equally. And if you remember, we said and the, or the fruit, therefore, a mixture of Chulin and Tevel. That was Shittat Rebbe. So that seems to be the same case here. Why is it the same case here? Because otherwise you would say that, oh, no, the, we'd say that the propagated vine is drawing from the friend's field, so that you can't bring, but the parent vine you'd be able to because it's got its own roots. The fact that we say that it's drawing sustenance, then it's, it's mixing from one another, like we open the Gemara, which by saying, what was the last one we said? That's why it ruins it for even this Kena that it can't, you can't bring Bikurim from it. Amr Amr Lei Dibrea Kolhi. No, you've got it wrong. Why? Hacha Torma Reshipakreat Matcha Achi Kol Gidulim Ma'ad Matcha. So let me just read it. Read Reb Chaim. He says, It's like Dibrea Kol. Why? Because Bikurim, Kule Alma Mordim Dazina Batasharashim. Because when it comes to Bikurim, unlike we said Rabbanan. So Rabbanan there says you actually go Batahanoch. Here, because Bikurim actually says the Lashon of Batar Sharashim, Bikre Admatcha, then everyone says you go by the roots and therefore it's considered mixing and coming up. And therefore, even the Rabbana would agree in this situation that it would ruin the Bikre. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Mevi. Now, the question is, why did Rabbi Yehuda say that if it's going under Rishuti Yachid, that it's uh, under somebody else's Rishuti Yachid, so between your two fields, under Rishuti Yachid, or Rishuti Rabin, we'll get to that case soon, that you can bring Bikurim. 
What difference is if I have a tree in my field and I propagate it into my friend's field? So what difference does it make then if I'm propagating under my friend's road into my other field? You basically sent it through a pipe. Okay? So this first assumption is, why does Rabbi Yehuda say that I can bring Bikurim if it's gone under a road into my other field? That is because I've put it in a, some sort of tubing, either through a pumpkin or some sort of pipework, such that it doesn't draw sustenance from that road. So all the sustenance, everything's being drawn from my fields on both sides of this road. So Gemara says that doesn't make sense. Firstly, Rabbi Yehuda say you could also bring it and do Mikra Bikurim. And second, Chachamim wouldn't disagree. Everyone would agree, if you ensured you weren't doing any gzela, so you're taking under the road, through some sort of pipework, you're not drawing any sustenance from somebody else's property, then everyone would agree you could bring Bikurim, and you could do uh, Mikra Bikurim. So I'm Rabbi Yonah, no, Tzrichale Rabbi Yonah. Rabbi Yonah actually had a suffix. In other words, when you've got a situation where you can move Veinu Kore, that kind of sounds like it's a case of suffix. Yes, bring a Bikurim, but you can't do Mikra Bikurim. But okay, what's the nature of the suffix? Because it says, The question is, if I sell, I have a field, and I sell a pathway to my friend. What am I selling them? Am I only selling him like access rights? Meaning the ability to walk across that path. Or am or I selling him all the land, all the way down into the depths? Okay. So in if I'm just selling him, you know, access rights, the ability to walk along that path, then then what? then you'd be able to bring Bikurim and do Mikra Bikurim, because if I'm going under that road, it's still going through my property. However, in however, if it's actually when I've sold him that road in my or a pathway through my field, that I'm actually selling all the land itself, all the way down, to the like to the depths, if you like, then then we say, then you'll be a lawyer vikolikari, you'll be able to bring Bikurim at all, because clearly it's no different to propagating into somebody else's field. You'll draw something draw something from somebody else's field. So therefore, misafik, because I've got a doubt, we have to bring it misafik, a machmir to say you can bring it, but you can't, but you can't do mikra bikurim. Now there's got a suffix, how do, how do I find that area under this rishas yachid, this, sorry, this pathway that I've sold to my friend, okay? But why wouldn't that be established by the by, by that uh, that agreement between those two parties? Ah, in terms of, in other words, no, but this is, this is if you like, it's a stump sale, in terms of, they didn't stipulate, it says, I'm selling you a road through my field. Like what halakhically, what am I selling? That seems to be a suffix. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that, that's what we see. We see, we see this in the case in Ezekiel where there's situations like this, but someone then goes, I'm buying the road, at a home, et cetera, et cetera. Then it wouldn't be a suffix. Okay. If it was, it was, if it was stipulated. Okay. It's simple to them. There's no question. If you sell him that road, he owns everything, even the soil and the ground underneath it as well. That's why the Chachamim said there's no difference between that and propagating a vine into um, your friend's field. It would be just as bad. So ma pligin, what's the case? B'mocher shvil l'chabero. So what's the case? That's only if I own the whole field and I've sold him a pathway, this path, this road or pathway to his friend. Aval im machar lo sadeh, if he sold him a field, bishier lo shvil. In other words, I owned a field and I saw, like, I've got a, uh, one field on the road and one field in set. 
And I sold the outer field to my friend, but I said, I'm not selling you access to my field. So I was mishayer. I left some of the thing out of the sale. Then everyone agrees that what I retained in that sale, not just the access, but the pathway and the ground and everything underneath it as well. Okay. So in other words, make it clear once again, the suffix is only is if I own a field and I'm selling up access pathway. That's when there's a suffix according to Yehuda. Chachamim says, Pashur, I've sold everything. But if it was the other way around, whether I owned a full the whole field and I'm selling the field, but I'm retaining a pathway, then everyone agrees it's not just the access, it's actually part of the land I originally owned, so it's a ground underneath that pathway as well. Okay, next. So now let's look at another case. What difference does it make before when you said if someone has a has a tree or a vine in his own field and he's Dahavrach and he propagates it into the public domain? Where he said you can ain't a It's like it's gezel, as we said, it was stealing. So what difference does it make then where he says if you've got two properties on either side of a public road and you propagate underneath that road, then you can move it. Summer of Imi says, At Rebuta Kribliezer. So it's that Rebuta seems like Shit Rebliezer, like when they're in a different Mishnah. You cannot make, you, sorry, you cannot um, use in under the space under a road, a public road. You can't make Borok, Shikhi, Sikhi, Umarot. You cannot make, um, you cannot basically use that space under the public domain to make well systems, uh, things like that, uh, uh, sort of water sources. However, Rebliezer is Matin. Rebbe says it is absolutely fine to use a public uh, the area under a main road. Kid, however, despite the fact, uh, using modern day terminology, a heavy load and semi trailer will drive over it and not and not uh, collapse, right? And not be compromised. So the example is a if you see here is a wagon that's carrying rocks going over it won't be compromised by the fact of using the space under Shusarabi. Okay, in other words, as long as you can't, don't, don't cause damage, yes, you can use the space under the public road. So we say, Kama de Rebeliezer, Amar Taman Tachat Roshut Rabim Shaloh, Kach Rebbe Yehudomar Tachat Roshut Rabim Shaloh. So the assumption is, since I have the right to use the space under Roshut Rabim, therefore it's considered as if it's mine. So therefore, once again, why does Rebbe Yehudah say, if I propagate from my, my property to my own property under Roshut Rabim, then it's, I can bring Bikurim? Because it's not like I'm doing it, in, I'm propagating to my friend's field. It's like it's the whole thing is my field, one continuum. Okay, but the Gemara doesn't like that. Immediately questions it. It says, "Rabbi Yoshmol Bar Yitzchak Bayi." Incredibly, said, "If you say it's like yours, then why does Rabbi Yehuda says you can only mevi? You should be able to mevi kore." Again, remember there are two components here. One is bringing bikurim, the obligation to bring bikurim. Another one is do mikra bikurim and say like that. I brought hine veita yom. I bought the first fruit of my land. So why can't he do that as well? If you say from Mashi's land. So this is a very interesting point. So Amrav Yossi says, "Misa sab Rabbi Shmuel says." Rabbi Yossi says. Reb Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, when he asked this question, he thought that Shirabeliezer Matil Sokhen Vehenshal Olam. When Beliezer says you can use the space under a Shuta Rabim, not only can you use it, but it becomes like yours. Meaning, it's my property now under Shusar Rabim, and no one else is allowed to use that space. That was his assumption. But that's a wrong assumption. Meaning, Ella, what we have to appreciate Shirabeliezer is. Yes, you can use the Rashut under, you can use space under Shusar Rabim. However, but nonetheless, other people can also use that space as well. If you dug a little well there, people can, other people can access the water. It's not exclusively your property. Yes, you can use a space. It's not gezel, but it's not considered almatcha. It's not considered your land. So I'll just read Reb Chaim. He says, 
Anytime you're not disrupting the public by using that space, then love gezel nenehu. Hilka hachanami gabi bikrim. You can mevi. You can bring. Because again, the pasuk we've been saying this fits in nicely before of admatcha. It's talking about it can't be gezel. So therefore, it's not gezel. So you can bring it. However, the mikra bikrim that I'm saying, I'm bringing it from my land. Well, you can't say that because it's not your land exclusively. Right, so it may be delab gezehul of enu kored enu karaka shelov because it's not your land. You have the rights to use the land under Rishon but it's not exclusively yours. Meaning, what's interesting here, I saw another pair of summaries. I can't remember where it is now. That um, that you may propagate Rishon but other people can also use that space equally, even if it causes your propagation damage. Okay, so it's not gezel, so you can mevi, but it's not considered your property to the sense that you would allow you to do mikrabikurim. That's how that's how, how, how are other people going to use it? Where where would they have access from? Um there's I, there's your reshoot and there's the public reshoot. Yeah, you know, how would they get there? Because you you, you yeah. from your reshoot? Not sure. Maybe if they tunneled towards it and also started accessing the water in that area, like they make a U-turn under Rishon Sarabim or something like that. I'm not sure. Let's say it was let's say you'd use that space at the edge of your field, and the person could also access that space from the edge of his field, like your neighbor could access it as well. In other words, it's not exclusive yours, like yours to be yours, right? Or maybe somebody else has got two fields like on, on the right side of you on one side of the road and the left side on the other side of the road and wants to diagonally go across that same space that you're using to propagate. Like, it's not your space. That's the point. It's a recipe for chaos. Um, yeah, it sort of reminds me of the early stage of the gold rush where people were digging uh, digging uh, tunnels everywhere and end up sort of digging under somebody else's tunnel and it collapsed and there was all these other things like that. That's what it sounds like. Okay. You're right, doesn't sound good. Let's just learn the Mishnah and then we'll stand back. Harisim v'chokarot, kokorot, sorry, v'hasikrikon, v'hagazlan enu mevi, enu mevi, in the company Brukrim, mototam, for the same reason, because it says, shneim ra reshit v'kraat matkan, all these people are considered either stealing or it's not considered their land. Okay? As we'll elaborate in this session tomorrow. So when Aris is a sharecropper, I mean, I'm working somebody else's land, and the arrangement is, I'll give him a percentage share of the yield. Okay? That's one understanding. Um, a chokarot is I'm working somebody else's land for a fixed amount of the yield I'll pay them. Okay, um, and the hasikrikon is now there's two ways of understanding it. either there's sort of um, the Moshe says those balis robash or sinatabalim that sort of thugs that come and force force the person to sell the land for very cheap, or they're actually horegna pashot. We're talking about gangsters like mafiosos that will kill kill people, and the person just gives them the land so they won't get killed. There's two ways of understanding sikrikon. What's interesting here. In those, in those situations, because the person's not really willingly giving their land, simply like in a Gazlan, despite the fact there was a sale, the person who owns it is not really his land, and therefore he can't bring Bikurim because he only can bring Bikurim from your land. What's interesting here is I saw quoted um, here in, um, in the, in the, that the Derech says that if this was a like a chief executioner, meaning someone who is employed by the Malchut to execution, and then the and he says, all right. I'm coming, coming to take you, and the person pays, says, no, take my land instead. In that situation, they'll be different to just uh, some mafiosa. Why? Because there, the person is, mamash has gemiras das. If this is going to get him out of a, the, the government decree to kill him, he's very happy to give over the land. Okay? So that would be a, a slightly different situation. Uh, but anyway, those are the cases. Mr. Shem will pick it up from here tomorrow. All right? Call to everyone. Have a good one.